Well, good morning. Wednesday morning, midweek, and finally the weather is starting to break. In fact, Saskatoon no longer under that extreme cold warning. Temperatures have smartened up a bit. Minus, I think it's about minus 22 in Saskatoon right now. Regina, a little bit warmer than that. But through the day, it will continue to warm both central and southern Saskatchewan. And in fact, make way for some plus temperatures. So beautiful weather for one day. Leap year, the 29th of February, which happens once every four years. And this year, it comes with one day of plus temperatures. The weirdest thing ever, but we're going to take it. And that's happening tomorrow. Well, you know, I always find it interesting when things happen or discussions happen that unlock memories from your youth. When we were young, our family, we grew up, I grew up on the farm. We've talked about that. We would always take a summer vacation and we would go to Clear Lake, Manitoba. Family loved going to Riding Mountain National Park. It's a great park. And so that was what we did. We'd go, we'd either rent a cabin. I think we had a tent trailer for a while. And so we would go and camp in Riding Mountain National Park. And I remember being a young kid in the backseat of the car as we're driving across the border, seeing the sign that says, remember to wash your boat. And I said to dad, why, like, why do they want you to wash your boat? And dad gave me a pretty good explanation about how, you know, just because something's in the water in Manitoba, it might be an algae or uh, some sort of an animal or a fish that isn't in the water in Saskatchewan. And so you can kind of cross-contaminate. And we got into this big discussion as part of the car ride home. And I think about that today as an adult. I We have a boat. We like to go boating. We have friends that we still visit in Manitoba. And as a result, we're back and forth across the border a few times, usually through the summer. And so you see those signs about the importance of being aware of invasive species and why you need to keep those boats clean. And that's part of what we're talking about this morning because it's Invasive Species Awareness Week in Saskatchewan. And joining me today is Paige Gilchrist, who is an ecologist with the Ministry of Environment here in Saskatchewan. Paige, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. So I gave you a little setup there. This is my memories from when I was young and having this conversation with my dad about why we need to wash boats. But before we get into that, let's just talk about what are we talking about when we're talking invasive species? Yeah, so invasive species can be all types of organisms, um, plants, animals, fish, insects, or diseases, and they aren't native. So it means that they've been spread to an area where they wouldn't normally exist, and they have a negative impact on the environment and the economy. And so one of the biggest problems is that invasive species can be spread accidentally by uh, humans through activities like boating, camping, gardening, hiking, fishing, moving firewood, or even releasing unwanted pets. And once they are spread to a new area, they tend to reproduce very rapidly, and it allows them to crowd out our native species, and then becomes very difficult to get rid of once they've established. Well, part of the reason that I wanted you to define this page is because of a conversation that I had with a friend around the the fact we were talking about invasive species on the show today, and we started talking, and he brought up cockroaches. And I said, well, you know, that may be a bothersome species for us in Saskatchewan, but that wouldn't be considered an invasive species. Yeah, yeah, I think you'd be right there. It, It really is that combination of a species not being native and having that negative impact on the environment and the economy. And so 
you know, we're not alone here in Saskatchewan about being concerned about invasive species. Um, it's a shared concern across the world. They're considered to be one of the greatest threats to the biodiversity of our plants and animals globally. And there's been some new research that has shown that the cost associated with invasive species in Canada is actually in the same order of magnitude as losses from disasters like storms or earthquakes. So there's some pretty significant impacts to both the environment and the economy associated with invasive species. And so that's kind of what this Invasive Species Awareness Week is all about, just bringing attention to invasive species, the threat that they pose, and what can be done to prevent their spread. Ecologist Paige Gilchrist is my guest this morning. So let's talk a bit about, give us some examples of the damage that can be done by an invasive species brought, whether it's inadvertently or uh, on purpose, which I'm assuming can happen from time to time as well, into our communities. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, there's many invasive species that we're concerned about here in the province. Uh, We've chosen to focus on a few for our invasive species awareness week that we think will have some very serious negative impacts to our land, lakes, and forests. Some of these species were focused on preventing them from spreading to Saskatchewan, and then others that were managing from spreading further within the province. So a couple examples, uh, starting with our lakes and rivers, we're working diligently to keep invasive mussels from spreading to Saskatchewan water bodies. Uh, to date, we have not detected zebra or quagga mussels in our waters. However, they have invaded many lakes and rivers in nearby states and provinces. As you mentioned in your story, um, Manitoba has invasive mussels. Similarly, so do Ontario and North Dakota. And so these little mussels, they attach to boats and equipment that are used in the water. And like you said, they can be accidentally spread Um, particularly by boaters when moving from lake to lake. And once they get into our water bodies, they're almost impossible to get rid of. They reproduce in huge numbers. Uh, They attach themselves to infrastructure in our water. And so one of the things that we're most concerned about is their potential to clog up and damage water intakes that we use for things like irrigation, hydropower, or drinking water. And so some of the states and provinces with invasive mussels they're seeing significant costs both to remove the mussels, but also from indirect losses to impacts from fisheries. And then on the forestry side of things, some of the species that we're most concerned about are those that have unfortunately been introduced to Saskatchewan. And so now the focus is to prevent them from spreading to new areas. And so the mountain pine beetle is a good example of this. It's a forest pest that has spread from Western Canada to the Cypress Hills region, and it targets and eventually kills jack pine trees. And so um, an example of the impacts of this species come from British Columbia, where the mountain pine beetle was responsible for eliminating over half of the marketable jack pine stands in the province. So you could imagine that if it were to spread to Saskatchewan's boreal forest, there could be some pretty devastating impacts to northern Saskatchewan, where forestry is the largest industry. Another well-known species that we're concerned about in Saskatchewan is Dutch elm disease, and it has spread to many elm trees in the eastern part of the province. And so both the mountain pine beetle and Dutch elm disease are most commonly spread when infected bark is moved. So any activities that are transporting wood from place to place 
have the potential to spread these invasive species. Ecologist Paige Gilchrist is my guest this morning with the Ministry of Environment here in Saskatchewan. We're talking about Invasive Species Awareness Week in Saskatchewan. And so there's some pretty basic things that I think if people follow, uh, these rules will really help limit the risk to our province. Uh, things like washing boats and firewood, would you say, are a couple of the, of the main ones, Paige? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Like I said before, a lot of the invasive species can be accidentally spread by humans, so it's really important for our residents to take the time to learn about invasive species and understand how their actions could contribute to the spread. So like you said, if you're a boater or an angler or a lake goer, it's really important to make sure that your watercraft, whether that be a motorboat or even something like a canoe and kayak, as well as all of your gear have been cleaned, drained, and dried after each use. Uh, Zebra and quagga mussels, they are able to survive in wet conditions for up to 30 days. So um, taking these steps helps ensure that they won't be moved from lake to lake. And then uh, the moving firewood is also a very important piece. So like I said, some of those forest pests, like the mountain pine needle and Dutch elm disease, they are spread in the bark of firewood. And so when people are moving firewood from place to place, it can spread these pests to new areas and infect new trees. And there's a couple other few simple things like choosing to grow native plants if you're a gardener um, and making sure that you never release an unwanted pet or plant into the wild. Which includes aquarium pets and plants, correct? Exactly, yes. There, There have been a couple examples in the province actually where Um, residents have released aquarium pets and plants into the environment. And one of those examples is um, for goldfish, actually. And so we don't want them released into fresh water. I'm assuming the same goes for turtles or or basically anything that started out as a pet and you decide, I don't want it anymore, I'm just going to put it in the river. Yeah, exactly. Um, Believe it or not, I've actually seen a regular little goldfish Um, grow to be the size of a football when released into the wild. And so a lot of these uh, aquarium pets and plants, you know, not only is it not good for our environment, knowing that they can take over and out-computer native species or introduce diseases, but um, a lot of the time the the species themselves don't don't fare well in our types of weather. So, um, yeah, it's really important to never make sure you release an organism into the wild. So another another part of this too, and I, I know anybody that does any sort of travel to, like let's say Mexico, for example, uh, not a good idea to take a little jar that you're going to fill with sand to bring home, even though a lot of people are tempted to do that. Yeah, I would say that's a that's another um, important thing to remember. Basically, we just don't want any type of um, medium like soil or water or any organism coming into our province that isn't supposed to be here that can be, um, you know, diseases or pathogens or even seeds or the larvae of invasive species that we might not even be able to see in things like water or sand or mud coming from out of province. If someone locates an invasive species, let's say they find what they think is a zebra mussel, what should they do? Yeah, great question. Uh, we rely heavily on the public to inform us about sightings of invasive species. So, In Saskatchewan, we direct residents to report any sightings of invasive species to the turn-in poachers and polluters tip line. And this is a 24-hour toll-free line that can be reached at 1-800-667-2222. 
1-800-273-7561. And if you can get a photo to uh, capture the suspected invasive species, that's even more helpful for us, as well as a location of where and when it was found. It's really important that we detect new introductions of invasive species as early as possible so that we have a chance to eradicate it before it continues to spread. So, you know, if you're out fishing or out for a hike and you think you might have found something, for sure take a picture and get in touch with us through that tip line. Paige Gilchrist is my guest this morning, an ecologist with the Ministry of Environment. Uh, we actually always, whenever we've got someone on the show and we're talking, from time to time we'll get a text that will come in. And I've got one from Beth in Nicomas Page. I'm just wondering if this is in your umbrella of work when we're talking invasive species. Uh, the text says, over the last few years, we've seen an increase in the Richardson ground squirrel, not to mention deer and boar introduced by humans into our area. Is there anything happening to help with this? Is that fall under invasive species? Um, I would say the wild boar does fall under the definition of an invasive species, but just due to the implications with um, damage to agriculture um, from the wild boar, it is a species that is more commonly uh, managed by both the Ministry of Agriculture and the Saskatchewan Crop Insurance Corporation. Um, with the Ministry of Environment, we're most concerned about the aquatic invasive species and some of those forest pests that I mentioned. So, Paige, you would suggest uh, for Beth or anyone who has questions like that to reach out to the appropriate ministry, maybe it's Ministry of Agriculture, to try and get the situation uh, handled. Yes, exactly. Well, this has been a good chat. I appreciate you joining me today, Paige, and uh, no doubt we'll uh, be a little more aware of these invasive species after this talk. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Paige Gilchrist was my guest, an ecologist with the Ministry of Environment, reminding us, use firewood local to Saskatchewan. If you take your boat out of province to do some boating, give it a good wash and dry, take the plug out of the back, and that way you don't run the risk of bringing an invasive species back to our province. You're listening to 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. You know it don't matter anyway. A lot of people weighing in this morning saying, we're not rich. That's why we don't think a new arena is the right thing to do right now. Rolly and Turtleford texted in earlier today when we were talking about the proposed new arena. And he said, you know what? Council should not be buying any land today, YMCA or whatever, for this proposed new arena. There's an election in October. Let's wait and see what happens then. If there's a big change... Maybe that will change what they're going to do. So table it until after the election. Cal and Weyburn weighing in on this as well, saying, number one, did they not 20 years ago decide that a rink downtown was wrong? He's right. They did a plebiscite, 1985 actually, and decided that it should go out of the city. Number two, Cal says, what's the biggest problem of an entertainment facility? Parking. How's that going to work in downtown? And number three, Cal says, buying the YMCA is just more and more cost to taxpayers because the YMCA needs to relocate. And yeah, that is an added cost for taxpayers. The texts have been fast and furious. Some people, Mark, for example, texted in, said Saskatoon needs this downtown arena. It works everywhere else. Build it downtown. People can go out for supper, go for a walk before or after a show. Think of the possibilities. Others, like Len in Saskatoon, are worried about taxes and saying that this is irresponsible in how they're spending the taxpayers' money. So 
A lot of eyes focused on this council meeting happening today in Saskatoon, and we'll continue to follow closely, both from the newsroom and, of course, our show as well. We'll continue to have these discussions on what decisions are made. Well, coming up, you know the green men that show up in Vancouver right by the opposing team penalty box and wreak havoc on the players when they get thrown in the penalty box? We've got one of them joining us just after 12. They made their reappearance recently in Vancouver. That conversation is coming up on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.